everyone. Welcome to another episode of Geister's Guidelines. Here in the studio with me are two very, very special guests. I have known these people for, gosh, I think like five years, five years now. Um, they were, well, I'll, I'll let them tell you who they were. Uh, but here in the studio with me, I have Steve and Kelly Van Zandt, two very wonderful people that I've been blessed to meet. Uh, so would you guys please introduce yourselves? Uh, sure, I'll go first. I'm, I'm Steve Van Zant. We're glad to be here, Jordan. When when you called us, our first reaction was we are going to be the two most boring guests you've ever had on your show. <laughs> not but, at all, not at all. But thanks for having us. Glad to be here. Absolutely. And I'm Kelly Van Zant, Steve's wife. And yes, we've known Jordan for all about five years, doing uh, groups at our house and leading groups together and just having a great little history at Babylon Beach bus trips and just a lot of great um, history with Jordan. Well, thank you. And I must say, I've been a part of many different small groups, many different youth groups. I've never felt so welcome in a small group as I felt in your all small group. And I just think that's such a testament to who you are as people, that you're such loving, wonderful people. So thank you for just being who you are. Um, I know you've had a very similar impact on other people as well, not just with myself. But Again, thank you for being here. I look very forward to the discussion <laughs> we're going to have. I think it's going to be very fruitful and very productive. But before we get into our discussion, we have another segment, a bowl of scenarios. So this little bowl contains different scenarios. So if you would please choose one. And I might have to read it if my handwriting Sorry, is particularly bad. Would you like to read yours, Kelly? Sure. Says you're playing truth or dare, but everyone keeps picking truth. It's your turn. Which do you choose? Okay, so what would you do in this situation? Would you choose truth or would you choose dare? Well, first of all, I think it's dependent on who I'm playing with. Okay, a very important <laughs> factor. There's definitely a group of friends that I don't know if I would choose dare, mm -hmm. but I'm also one of those fly by the seat of your pants mm -hmm. girls and if I get tired of all the truths then I probably would maybe choose dare to mix it up a little bit I very much respect that Steve what would you do uh, well I just hope that uh, I, I don't hear any stories from when she played truth or dare when she was younger <laughs> I think they keep those to herself <laughs> so what would I do with that yeah um, I think I would go truth you would okay okay I think definitely depends on who I'm playing the game with um but not that I don't I can't even remember the last time I played truth or dare but I think when I wrote this I was watching a movie where they were playing truth or dare and everyone's just speaking truth and I'm like that's so boring if everyone mm -hmm. just speaks truth um so I would like to think I would choose dare but again it would definitely depend on who I'm playing with all right, Steve, what is your paper set? Okay, so my question is, you have to go to number two at school. Do you fight the urge to purge, or do you rush for the bathroom? Well, um, I didn't know these questions were going to be so personal, <laughs> Jordan, so I'm a little uncomfortable with this. Um, but I guess I'll just uh, be honest and say um, this wouldn't happen to me. This mm -hmm. is a, a very personal thing here, but... You know, if you train things, you do things the right way, mm -hmm. you have your two cups of coffee in the morning, mm -hmm. you're always at home <laughs> when the urge to do that happens. So I, I, I haven't found myself in that predict, 
predicament. Mm-hmm. But if I did, yeah. I think the saying, uh, sometimes a man has to do what a man has to do, yeah. comes to mind, and you just have to take care of business. Yeah. Kelly, what would you do? Well, as an adult, I'm with Stephen. You mm-hmm. learn, and sometimes you plan your outings accordingly, <laughs> and you get up earlier to make sure you have your cups of coffee. But back in high school, I had lots of issues because Mm -hmm. I refused to go out anywhere in public and Mm -hmm. be number two. It was horrible. And I think it's because, talking about embarrassing moments, let's just jump into this. My brothers, when I was younger, would hide a tape recorder in the bathroom. Oh my gosh. And then play it for their friends. (laughs) All the noises. So I think that scarred me for the longest time that I had a fear that is of going to the bathroom. Awful, it, they, but yes. extremely clever on their part. <laughs> so, so Jordan, you know, uh, this show has done something that you, this this podcast. Kelly and I've known each other since she was three and I was five. Mm-hmm. Grew up in the same neighborhood, same mm-hmm. schools, and I've never heard that story. Really? Okay, we're already digging really deep <laughs> into each other's backs. Um, so. Personal, there for a very long time, I refused to go number two at school. It was something that like, I had to be like sick or my pants were about to explode if I was gonna go number two at school. Um, but as of late, the reason why it's been that way is not because I feel uncomfortable. It's because of the other smells and sounds that go on in the stalls next to me. Um, and the longer this has been going on, like, the, the worse it gets, honestly. It is, I can't even, like, maybe it's different in a women's bathroom, but men just, like, they don't care. Like, if they're just going to go and they don't care who, like, suffers the repercussions of it. And it's honestly disgusting. And I have a very, uh, I just, I can't handle it. Um, but like, if I really have to go, then, then I'll go, I'll swallow my pride and I'll just do it. Nature calls. But if I, if I can help it, I'll wait until I could find somewhere nice and secure to to do it. Uh, but all right. So as you alluded to Kelly, today's topic is on embarrassment. And I think unlike many of the other topics, this is probably just going to be a more a comedy-based episode, but there can still be good nuggets of truth and seriousness within it. Um, but let's start off with our first question. Are you easily embarrassed? I think I used to be. Mm-hmm. And I think embarrassment embarrassment is, I'm very familiar with it. Yeah. <laughs> but I think now as I've gotten older, it is what it is, and you just kind of roll with it. But, um, but yes, um, before I was easily embarrassed, now not so much. Okay. Yeah, I would have to agree with Kelly. I think as you get older, I get Kelly and I've uh, raised four kids, and um, you know you learn that life is difficult for everyone. So the fact that you've made mistakes and have junk in your life and and have things that are laughable moments mm-hmm. for others is is just normal. So I think um, yeah, the older you get, I think um, um, she and I both are probably okay with being embarrassed yeah. <laughs> more often there's there's certainly plenty of material yeah i would say for myself like physically like my reaction i won't show that i'm embarrassed like it's harder for me to show that versus mentally like in my mind i get embarrassed super easily and then i'll just like be so fixated on what's happening and i'm like oh my gosh like how many people are looking like <laughs> what am i gonna do like are people gonna remember this and of course it's like something super stupid and trivial but 
I definitely think like on like the surface level like people can't tell that I get embarrassed easily but I think like definitely underneath like I get like super like embarrassed like in the situation Jordan you look like you have the complexion you, you're very kind of light spare skin yeah if you got embarrassed I think you're the yeah redness that has definitely show. been an issue over the years is like my because of my light skin I, I can be a dead giveaway sometimes but maybe I just think that I can get away with it <laughs> um for sure like there have probably been moments where my cheeks go red and that is a dead giveaway um, but what is, when is the last time you were embarrassed? And this is like a, a daily occurrence. <laughs> oh, it just like, it's been a couple of years for a big, big embarrassment, but on a daily basis, whether it's at work or sometimes at home, I, I feel like I, I experience embarrassment on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I'm, I, it just follows me. Yeah. Like, and like the way of being like klutzy or just like what? More probably my wording. (laughs) (laughs) My mom's the same way too, (laughs) so you're not alone. Yeah, I wouldn't say that I'm a awkward like klutz, but oh, sometimes my choice of words or misunderstanding of words Mm -hmm. come out, um, and it get gets worse the older I get. Yeah, I blame it on the age. Yeah, for sure. Very good choice. Very good choice. (laughs) Steve, what about you? Well, if I could answer the question a little differently, I'm going to, if it's okay, I'm going to yeah, say, absolutely. talk about one of my first major embarrassments. Okay, yeah. It was uh, um, my seventh grade year, and mm-hmm. I think that year we had maybe 80, uh, 80 boys at the Honorable T.K. Stone Junior High School in E-Town, and I think um, uh, 40 of us tried out for the basketball team, mm-hmm. and uh, so the the night that I found out that I made the team, I was walking home uh, from school, really excited. Um, my parents had gone through a divorce right before my seventh grade year, so it was just my mom and my older brother mm-hmm. uh, at the house. And I thought, well, if I tell mom, I, I think the, the whole merit of the occasion will be lost on her. So I said, I'll tell David, my, my older brother. Mm-hmm. So I, t- I tell him that I made the basketball team, and, and he's like, yeah, that's that's cool. Um, but then I decided to confide in my brother one one issue I was battling. So I told him, I said, David, I've got one question. I said, when when we were leaving the locker room, the coach gave us all this red box, and um, I don't know what this red box is. So he says, get it out. So I, I get out the red box, and he says, you, what do you see on there? It says, uh, athletic supporter. And uh, I said, what, what gives, man? I don't know what that is. He goes, well, take your shirt off. So I took my shirt off, and he said, well, we'll put it on. Put one arm through and put the other arm through. You know, it's around my shoulders and, and my back. And and uh, he goes, do you feel it? Do you feel it supporting you as an athlete, pulling your shoulders back? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, this is really cool. So I, I wore my jock strap like that oh my <laughs> for a few days. And then finally, one of my teammates goes, uh, VZ, do, do you have your jock strap on your back? And I said, yes, I do. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, for a second, I thought there was some kind of other athletic word just like that you were, I was like, man, I only thought like men had jock straps and like that was it, but okay, now now it makes sense. Um, That's a really good story. Um, The last time I was embarrassed, Halloween was last week. Um, That will be a testament to when this episode airs of how long ago we recorded this episode because it's currently November. Um, But... On, on L, like, you can dress up, like, for Halloween, and I did that last year, like, I did just, like, a small costume of Napoleon Dynamite, because that's my favorite movie, 
And so I was like, okay, like I'll, I'll dress up again. Cause the night before at uh, small groups at the church, which I'm a leader for, and you guys know that because we led seniors to uh, juniors together last year. Uh, but they did like a little costume contest cause it was the night before Halloween. So I dressed up as like a hippie. And so I was like, I'll just wear like the same costume cause I already had it together. So I wear it and I put it on and I'm like, going around campus to my classes and I sit down in my first class of the morning and class starts and everyone's filled in and I'm like I'm the only person <laughs> dressed up like I swear more people dressed up last year I get to my second class I'm still the only person dressed up and my teacher singles me out and he's like Jordan you dressed up and I was like yes I did and he said oh so what about everyone else and I was like well I can't attest for anyone else. I took my costume off after that <laughs> class because I it was like tattoo sleeves and like a fringe vest and uh, like a couple other things. So I would, I just took off all the pieces and put them away, and I was like, "This is a not worth the embarrassment." And like I only saw like a couple costumes that whole day, and they were just onesie pajamas, uh, to, which to me is not a costume. Yeah. I think that's super lame. So that was just embarrassing. Of just like. You need to change schools. Yeah, I need to change. Obviously, that's what I did through high school, so I guess I need to do that again. Um, but do you think embarrassment is healthy or unhealthy? I, I think it. I think overall it can be healthy because there's so many things that you can learn from it and grow from it, especially mm-hmm. humility. I think yeah. humility is a, a lacking trait in today's world. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think you can learn a lot from it but I think it just depends on the embarrassing moment sometimes embarrassing moments are funny and sometimes they're like so awkward and hurtful yeah you know but I think that overall it it can be healthy the way that you process it grow from it learn from it Mm -hmm. um, react to it I guess so I would choose maybe a healthy sense okay I would have to agree. I think it can be healthy, maybe not always at the time, but I think it just reminds us that we're all human, that we're all a mixed bag. Um, I I think about my law practice, and when I first started to practice, um, we used to have in Hardin County these large motion days where there would be 50 attorneys there and 200 uh, people in the gallery and just how nervous I would be um, at those motion days. And I remember one of my first ones, I had to object to this motion, and when the motion was called, about seven attorneys uh, stood up, and I, I was so nervous, so I just stood up and just screamed, I object, I need a hearing, and I sat back down, and I thought, well, I've, I've, I've done it, and then um, the attorneys were like, gosh, judge, we worked really hard on this motion, we, we didn't think there was any objection, and the judge is looking through his paperwork, and he finally goes, Van Zant, you're not even in this case. <laughs> and I'd gotten so nervous that I objected to the motion before my, my case was called. And, but, uh, but, you know, everyone laughed, and, and it just reminds me, even, even the things we do if we're in a profession, that um, you get so much more done if you're genuine, if yeah. you're honest. And, you know, with attorneys, sometimes they always want to be the smartest guy in the room. And, and, and I've learned that, that, that being nice, being kind, being always honest is a, a much better approach in um, – but that, you know, that embarrassing story, you know, did teach me some things that if I can get other attorneys to laugh and to be genuine, you, you get a lot more accomplished even mm-hmm. even in legal cases. So I 
think it's both. I think embarrassment is healthy and unhealthy. Kind of like what you said, Kelly, the humility check I think is extremely important because it can just, you know, take your pride in stock and be like, mm, you're a little too proud of yourself today. Like, let's check that out. Um, and just, you know, help you remember like, we're all people and everyone makes mistakes. So let's just remember that going forward. And mm -hmm. I think if you have too much embarrassment, it can become unhealthy because it is like an emotionally scarring thing where it will stick with you and it will make you very self-conscious and you could just be too aware and too worried about what you're doing and how it looks to everyone else. So I think it can be both. But I think like I, I worked at an animal hospital for three years and while I was there, um, I'll just say like I'm very naive about the anatomy of people and animals <laughs> and so that was put to the test at the animal hospital because there would be terms thrown around where i would just be like what's that and they'd be like it's 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 the you, you know uh it's this and then i'd be like oh and then i just like my cheeks would probably start to blush <laughs> yes. and then i just exited yes. from the room but there was one occasion um, I was working front desk and there was someone who called and she said, oh, my my dog has like this sore on him and uh, there's so much pus coming out of it. It's really gross. And I was like, OK, yeah, like I'll, I'll set up an exam for you. And I put in the notes that it looked really pussy and I um, set it up. And then the next day I came back in and in the morning, all the doctors go through their appointments to see like what they're going to expect. Um, and Dr. Gregory, one of the doctors there, she saw my appointment that I'd scheduled and it was for her. And she asked someone, um, she was like, who scheduled this appointment? And someone looked at like my initials next to him. And they were like, oh, that was Jordan. And she was like, Lord bless him. I didn't realize, and I'm sure most people don't when they say it, pussy is not a word. <laughs> because when you write it down... <laughs> It has a different meaning. And so I came in that afternoon and uh, Jen, who worked front desk, she was like, hey, Jordan, come here. And I was like, okay, what? And I was like, dang, like I'm in trouble. I, di I didn't do something right. And she was like, Jordan, pussy's not a word. <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? Like my mind is not like at all centered on what, what she's getting to. And she was like, the word pussy is not a word. And I was like, what are you talking about? And she pointed to it in the schedule and she was like, read this and tell me what you see and i read it and i was like it's not a word it's not a word and she was like so uh next time you could write a uh, pustulated or um you know you could just use the word pus and i was like okay this is uh this is good to know but there were several reality checks like that that happened throughout my whole experience that was just one of the highlights for sure uh so when is a time you embarrassed someone else i can go i can go on this one and, and i um and, and this may be an odd story but um my first year at the at university of kentucky i took a spanish class mm -hmm. and i thought my spanish was marginal uh, <laughs> at best but i was in the spanish class with a bunch of guys from far eastern kentucky mm -hmm. and so <clears throat> after a couple weeks in uh, we had to do some uh, oral pronouncements of our Spanish uh, abilities. And so I went, and, and, and I, again, I, I didn't think I, uh, I was very good. <laughs> but then the guy behind me, Skeeter, 
had to go. <laughs> and I'll try to imitate him the best I can. So I, you know, I finished and the Spanish teacher said, thank you, Mr. Van Zant, that was fine. And then she goes, Skeeter. And then Skeeter starts. And this is how Skeeter went. Uh, my llamo Skeeter. Uh, my gusta balancesto. Uh, como so de say uh, spaghetti. <laughs> so oh even though God. I wasn't very good, yeah. I, I embarrassed Skeeter because Skeeter was was god awful. <laughs> yeah, and that, that was probably just hard for him to follow up. <laughs> well, and I don't know. I mean, it, we both laugh at this, and I know Stevens. Oh, this is a good one. <laughs> But I'm sure I already I, know before she even says it. I'm, but I know that I probably embarrassed Stephen, but yet we <laughs> both have a good laugh at it. When we lived in Elizabethtown, we had these season, you know, tickets to the Horse Cave Theater. Mm-hmm. And we would take a date night, you know, and we'd always go a little bit up to, to see these performances. And so we were going to one, and... Um, you know, we and we have the best seats ever. They're like second from the stage. And Horse Cape is just a real small mm-hmm. stage and auditorium. So we're like second from the stage. And so 15 minutes go on through this play. And, and I'm just like so confused. This is not, this is not where, I'm like, the story is off. Yeah. Familiar, but off. And. Stephen and I said, "When does she go blind?" And I should have said the story before, as we were at the Diary of Anne Frank. <laughs> but in my mind, when we went, I was thinking that we were going to Helen Keller. <laughs> and so I'm just, I am so confused. When does she go blind? Yeah, I, think, I think in our freshman English class, we read those back to back, Helen Keller and then the Diary of Anne Frank. So I could see why you get them. That back. makes a lot of sense, though. But again, the story was familiar, but I was like, when does she go blind? It didn't oh connect. Again, it didn't connect. Well, we started laughing, and it was one of those laughs that the more you tried to stop it, the harder it is. I mean, our bodies are shaking, and when I try to stop laughing, I start snorting. Uh-huh. And the people on the stage, the performers, stopped. Everybody's looking at us. Oh my gosh. Well, and if I could add into the, the, the thing that made it so awful for what we did is that this is a story about Nazi atrocities. Yeah. So you have these 12 actors on stage that are, you know, hiding from the Nazis. And then you have us as two buffoons in the second row <laughs> <laughs> laughing oh uncontrollably. And so the, the theater was so small that. No exaggeration. The actors on stage were staring at us. The people in the theater were staring at us. So we eventually we couldn't stop. So we had to do the walk of shame oh. up the aisle and exit the theater. Oh, <laughs> I don't know if so, we ever returned. Oh I don't know if we ever returned after that. But it was so bad. Oh, I can't. Oh my gosh, we that have, is insane. We have track records of getting kicked out of things. <laughs> With that, like our Lamaze class and stuff. Yeah. I mean, we we have a track record of getting kicked out of things. So, true. We could that do is, we could do a whole such a good story. season on embarrassment. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll have to revisit this topic in another episode too. Are you going to say something? Soon? I've I've got another one, but I can. Okay, you can go, and then I'll I'll share one. No, you go. Okay. You go. Um. So 
I think a lot of my childhood I wisely spent embarrassing my parents uh, with just a lack of cooth. Um, <laughs> like, they're, um, my parents will revel in the fact that I'm mentioning this live, but when we were younger and we lived in Arizona, there was a family we were really good friends with. Um, and I, I can't remember the last name. I can think of all their first names. Oh, Tur- the Turpins. Uh, the Turpins. They invited us to uh, their winter cabin up in like Flagstaff one year, and we spent a couple days with them. And for whatever reason, they thought it'd be so much fun to go on this bike ride. And I was like, okay, like I can do that. I'm probably six or seven at the time. My physical stamina, not great. Right now, physical stamina, <laughs> not great. So we go on this bike ride. I remember it specifically. It has been like over an hour and it's not over. If that's a realistic interpretation of the timeline, I don't really know. I don't really care because that's how it was to me. We are like an hour and a half into it. I have no idea how much further. I'm going to assume probably like another half hour is ahead before we're done. I am fed up with this. I get off my bike and I'm walking it. I'm behind everyone else. And I've been like complaining the whole time. So I've probably been agitating my parents a lot. And my dad comes up and he was like, Jordan, come on. Like we're almost done. And I threw my bike to the side and I was like, dad, you don't know what it's like to be a child. And I just like started walking without my bike. And my dad was like, okay, I'll carry your bike. Like he got off his bike and he was pushing both of ours. And I was like, no, I can do it. And I grabbed the bike (laughs) and I got back on and I rode the rest of the bike ride. Despite the fact I was behind everyone else, everyone heard my outburst. Everyone saw my outburst. It horrified my parents terribly. Um, But one of the other infamous things that I'm known for in our house is one time we were in a Costco and I pointed at a lady and I was like, that lady's fat and I said it like probably that audibly if not louder and (laughs) I had to have been like three or four at the time um and my parents were of course like so ashamed of me and everything so I put my parents through the ringer when I was a child (laughs) because I want to say I didn't know better um maybe I didn't I just want to entertain the lives of the people around me um I feel so bad if I affected that woman's mental health for the rest of her life by scarring her that way but that is definitely a couple of good moments where I've embarrassed other people so did you have another well I just had a random embarrassing story but go for it it, um, go for it uh, so um when I was 16 the uh country club in Elizabethtown made the error of choosing me to be their lifeguard for the summer and I uh, was not very good at it I found that I I just got easily bored just watching the kids in my mind and Mm -hmm. thoughts would drift other places so I was I was sitting in my lifeguard chair one morning and uh, I heard um, Joey uh, a little five-year-old kid Mm -hmm. yell Steve and I look over and Joey's waving at me so I wave back at Joey and I go back to whatever I was doing before and a few seconds later, Steve again. And I look over, and it's Joey waving again. I wave at Joey and go back to what I was doing. And then a few seconds later, Steve! And I look over, and it's Joey again. And I finally realized that um, we had we had taken a break, and Joey Joey couldn't swim. And he, <laughs> he used those little uh, balloon things yeah, on his yeah. arm, and he'd taken them off, and he'd jump back in after the break. And 
uh, I finally realized that Joey was sinking to the bottom of the pool and pushing up and then yelling at me when he got, <laughs> got above the surface. So I finally jumped in and, you know, used all my great skill by picking up 40-pound Joey and putting him on the side of the pool. And, and uh, you know, I've never forget him looking up at me going why did he just wave at me when I was drowning and, and uh, I was like man I, I, I'm sorry about that <laughs> that was oh my gosh oh that probably he's probably learned to swim so much better since though I was and, helping him yeah hopefully that probably inspired him to yeah. like live a life of fitness and every maybe he's a personal trainer now and, that's right or maybe he's a lifeguard now and yes. he's changing people's yes. lives yes maybe there were bad ones out there Help the <laughs> help the drowning. So, um, what's one of your most embarrassing moments? I think one of my personal embarrassing moments is Steve and I have led middle schools and high school groups mm-hmm. for twenty some years, and there was these two boys that were in middle school <laughs> at the time, and mm-hmm. they were getting ready to. Their family was moving away. Yeah. And so we were standing in front of the whole church, and, and this church was only like 100, 120 people, small church. Mm-hmm. But we were having a little farewell ceremony. Oh, and I, think, I think I know where this is going, yeah. So, you know, Stephen's up and talking about him and everything, and obviously he does such a great job, you know, well. presenting. And then I get up there, and I'm trying to be heartfelt and just yeah. letting these boys know how much they mean to us and the and the, uh, the group. And, and so I'm going on, and... And I'm saying these two have been so detrimental mm-hmm. to this youth group <laughs> yeah. and that they will be so sadly missed. Well, I mean, laughter erupted everywhere. And I could hear them going, detrimental, detrimental. You know, and the parents are looking mm-hmm. at me like, oh, What have my kids done? Yeah, have they not shared everything? And it, so in my mind, again, in my mind, I'm thinking just a, a great determining, yeah. you know, <laughs> spirit about them. And, yeah. Oh my gosh. So it was just, it was, but the more that I tried to make it right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So that's, that has totally stuck with me. That was a good one. So, so I have one that is so embarrassing that Kelly, I've never shared it with you. So here goes. All right. Exclusive. So we had, we had a history, I think like 14 years in a row, we would go to Polly's Island, South Carolina, with our, our good friends, the Spans, and uh, we would take uh, obviously all of our kids, and we usually would take a teenage babysitter mm-hmm. so that we could go out and have our date nights. And so, <clears throat> this one particular house on Polly's Island had had two outside showers, and so I'm coming back from the beach, and I clearly hear the shower running in one one of the showers, the water running, and um, the problem is I picked the wrong shower. And so I, I hit the door to the shower, and it had been latched, but I hit it in such a way that it popped open. And uh, our baby babysitter was in there. Oh, my gosh. Sans clothing. clothing. <laughs> and mm. it was a horrible moment. And I, I um, you know, as God is my witness, it was an innocent mistake. But the rest of the vacation, was I, so I, I was just... Oh. I was so full of shame <laughs> that I didn't want to make eye contact yeah. with her. I felt so awful. I've uh, I actually never even mentioned the story <laughs> until until now, but it was awful. No, oh my gosh, I, I feel. Imagine. So I have 
a personal most embarrassing and like a public most embarrassing. And the public is kind of similar to yours. But the personal first, I was, I'd, I was probably 10 or 11 at the time. Uh, I'd gone with my dad and my brother to B-dubs for dinner. I, my sister and mom probably were doing like some girl thing together. And so we came back, my brother and I were dog sitting for someone. So my dad dropped us off at their house within our neighborhood took care of the dogs and then we were walking back and I had to go to the bathroom so bad and I was like Grant like maybe we should turn around so we could go back to the house like I really have to go to the bathroom he was like no like we'll like be back at our house in like a couple minutes because it was a very short walk and I was like Grant I have to go like really bad he was like it'll be fine like just suck it up maybe three more steps and I peed myself and I just like I stopped (laughs) walking and it just happened and I was like Grant, I peed myself, and he would just, like, laugh so hard, and, I, like, there was a huge stain on my pants, and I was like, we have to hurry back, like, as fast as we can to the house, like, I can't let anyone <laughs> see me like this, and I think that's the last time I peed myself, in my living memory, um, but my public most embarrassing moment, I was in, I think, the fifth grade, and... We were in music class, and we were getting up to leave to go back to just regular class. And you know those, like, vinyl folders? It's, like, kind—it's not like a paper material. It's kind of, like, slippery. There was one of those on the floor. And next to it was a girl sitting down in a chair. And I was, like, walking, and I wasn't looking at the floor. I step on the vinyl folder, and I slip. So I'm falling forward, and I'm reaching out. Reaching grab my fall poor ariana mason was a very developed (laughs) and so i'm like falling and i'm reaching and i grab hold and it's not onto something i should have grabbed onto and i like pick myself up off the floor and ariana is like mortified and i am apologizing i'm like i am so sorry like i did i didn't mean to and i was like i was just falling and most of the class had already left but some people still were there and they saw and they're like ah jordan like getting the feels and i was like not at all and i was like now i've got this horrible reputation (laughs) and everyone's gonna think so poorly of me and poor ariana has probably been through years of therapy to go through the fact that I accidentally grabbed her in the fifth grade. That Jordan, you gotta watch his hands. I gotta watch my hands. It was so awful. And like the more I think about it as I got older, I'm like, I completely violated her. And that was so bad. If I ever run for Congress, she could totally hashtag me too. Me if she wanted to. Hopefully she doesn't. Ariana, if you are out there listening, and I am so sorry. Um, but that was probably like the, one of the worst moments of, my memory <laughs> of like just being embarrassed so how do you personally deal with embarrassment and again I think it just depends on the embarrassment factor if it's you know one that is you can laugh off I totally do it and sometimes I'll bring anybody that witnessed it in on it you know mm-hmm. just to kind of help make it you know a light moment yeah um but I think if it's it's something that, you know, was offensive, either, you know, a horrible mistake on my part or it affected others, mm-hmm. um, trying to make things right if it's been something that I've wronged yeah. somebody, 
first, which is hard to do, but it's that humility, um, but just making sure that there was no, I guess, injury mentally, emotionally, physically, for sure, um, toward others and making that right if so. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's the biggest thing is, you know, either you laugh it off if it's just a laugh Mm -hmm. embarrassment, but if it's something that involved others, making it it right yeah. and learning from it on all all fronts mm-hmm. I guess yeah that's really good and I think this kind of goes back to what you asked about Jordan in the beginning is whether embarrassment is good or bad I, I think I think the good part of, of having embarrassing moments in terms of you know what what's important for us in terms of our, our faith and our walk mm-hmm. is that um, you know when I personally have mistakes in my life when I've messed up either you know, big or small, it's it's a reminder to me that um, I'm supposed to be living by grace and not by how well I perform, how well I do things at work or uh, within our home, and that I'm, I'm full of mistakes. And um, I think it was C.S. Lewis that wrote, most of us hold our, our mental health by a thread. And so mm-hmm. um, when I'm aware of those errors, it, it's just good to remember, it's like, man, I'm, I'm glad that my life is not um, going to have to be judged by just what I do, that I've yeah. got grace that covers it, and that's a really good thing. Yeah, that's really good. I think, personally, like, I have to wallow in it a little bit and be like, oh my gosh, how <laughs> life-ending is this? Like, I can never recover, and then I can get out of, like, that kind of Eeyore zone and realize, like, this is just a small blemish on the face that is my embarrassing life. And there will only be more of these moments to come. So I think it's totally normal to get caught up in it for a little bit as long as you're able to move on and realize, well, you know, that was a mistake and it's probably not even one of the worst ones. There are probably others out there just waiting to happen. I think that's probably the best way to deal with embarrassment. Other than like, kind of like you said, Kelly, like be able to laugh about it probably further on in time as time goes on you just realize actually this is a really funny story kind of like the vet hospital story that's actually (laughs) a really funny story um so i think time is probably one of the best ways to deal with embarrassment that's good so do you ever get over being embarrassed i think i referred to it earlier i think the older you get Mm -hmm. you realize how often it happens Um, and you know so I don't know if it's getting over it I think it's just dealing with it better Mm -hmm. where it's not a permanent scar or it's something that it was a blip Mm -hmm. which is a little blip moment that you can definitely learn from it Mm -hmm. definitely heal from it most people forget and whether I forget it or not but just knowing that it's not my identity mm-hmm. it's just a you know a, either a bad decision or a awkward decision that I made and that I learn from it roll from it laugh at it and then move on so I think the I've learned that older but back maybe at your age and younger yeah. it seemed like it was something Everything. I would carry the yeah. rest of my life mm-hmm. yeah I, I think I would agree over time I think you get kind of a, a thicker skin with regard to your embarrassments. Um, that just recently, um, one of my partners at our law firm came up to me and 
mentioned that we were, as casually as you could mention this, that we were a million dollars short in this one oh. account. It was a transaction I'd handled, and I thought, huh, I, I thought I deposited that money. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, then I realized I'd deposited in the wrong bank. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I, I guess, you know, to reflect on your question, as a 20-year-old, I'd have been mortified and mm -hmm. like, what a boneheaded decision that was to go to the wrong bank. Uh, but then, you know, as you get a little older, it's like, yep, I, I, I put it in the wrong bank, you know, but yeah. I, I'll go get it and put it in the right bank and you, yeah. you move on a little quicker, I think. Yeah, I think uh, even though I'm only 20, but as I have gotten older, I have realized more that like the moments aren't as big of a deal as I make them out to be. And kind of like I said with the last question, like time helps kind of make the memory a little fuzzier and that I can't exactly remember all of it and then I'm just like oh well then it wasn't really that bad if I can't remember all of it because if it was really that bad I'd remember it very clearly um but I think just being able to have a good sense of humor is a good way to get over embarrassment because whether people say it or not everyone has like that defining embarrassing moment that you know sticks with you forever um but I just think that's probably one probably how I get over it but I think if you never get over it, then you're not allowing yourself to move forward and right. grow and be a better person. Um, so it's something that's easier said than done, for sure. You have to just let go of what's happened, which again, very hard to do, but once you learn how to do it, it helps tremendously mm -hmm. with self-growth. Yeah. So I think just back on that too, is just learning to not let it identify, that's not who you are. Mm -hmm. And I think so many times, that not letting it go or learning from it or, you know, it, it defines you. And then the next one just kind of builds on to that. Yeah. So I think making sure that you just like, it's just a, it's a moment. It's not who you are. It's just a, it's just a moment. Yeah. I think, I think one of the things that, um, that I think about when, when we're talking about embarrassing moments is just how much we love to hear other people's mm -hmm. embarrassing moments. I have loved <laughs> listening to your guys' story. It, it somehow makes us feel better when yeah. we, we you know hear about other people uh, messing up. And, and I can I can even remember our own kids when I made an error and, and just seeing the glee in my oldest son's face when he goes, "Daddy blew it," <laughs> and he loved it. And it's yeah. you know, and there's something comforting I think when we we hear about other people's mess ups and. You know, I think some of the the sermons that are, or even a speech that that I've heard before, I often remember when the speaker uh, he or she was able to share about mistakes they've made because mm -hmm. I think somehow that resonates as uh, with us as human beings that we're like, okay, it's it's a uh, it's a fallen world and and, and we all have uh, have uh, bloopers in yeah. our life. That's a really good way to put it. And. I definitely resonate with your son in saying like there are moments when my parents mess up and I'm just like that is great and I don't mean to throw my dad under the bus but there's one memory of him that I have always loved we were in like a gift shop somewhere and my dad's a very blunt guy like he, he doesn't beat around the bush and he was looking around and it was a very knickknacky store and he was just like this place is nothing but junk. And right next to him was the store manager <laughs> who just like walked by and I was right behind my dad and I was like mortified. And I was like, dad, like you can't say that in here. Like 
the manager's right over there and he's like where and he's just like it didn't bother him he didn't think two seconds about it and you know that manager doesn't remember us or you know anything about that manager probably doesn't even work there anymore but i just remember now looking back i'm like that's actually just really funny (laughs) that my dad (laughs) said that in the store um but that Mm -hmm. definitely i agree with that it's funny to see parents mess up for some reason well that is the end of our discussion is there anything we didn't cover that you want to add anything you want to say before we break for ads no just thank you for for having us here this is a really cool program that you've put together and jordan you're very creative and intelligent and um we are um surprised that you would have us on we thought we we are going to be the worst episode he's ever had but we've enjoyed enjoyed one of the best episodes that i have had it's our connection with medea yes (laughs) connection with medea here we go i'm surprised that didn't come up more in the discussion well it was one of those things that i could have brought up about the embarrassing moments and you know one that i love that we share yes the love of medea but the many times that i have taken it and you know shown it again on the bus to bible and be you know <laughs> that movie Christian. i just i i stand behind you on your decision because that was a good movie and if you really paid attention there was a good lesson yes and there were good morals in the story yes better if, than the halloween one that we much did. better than then that we took halloween the younger one. kids too that one uh the halloween ones were just uh a different breed yes. of my dm movies yes. Uh, well, that is all for discussion, so stay tuned for the ads. We're sponsored by Thanksgiving. It's like the Solange Knowles of holidays, while Beyonce Knowles is Christmas. And forget Halloween, it's basically Cardi B. We would also like to thank Cumulative Final Exams. It's funny how you think we've retained any actual information from the beginning of the semester. Alrighty, so... We have yet to play this game this season, and I'm not going to lie, I really believe you guys are going to terminate this game. I think you're going to do great. So, we are going to be playing a game of Viral vocab. and for those of you who have not listened to this game before, the way it works is I have 20 flashcards with words of, you know, modern slang and popular culture, and also there is like the form of the word so if it's like an adjective a verb or a noun those are on the bottom um so i will show each of you one like one by one i'll show you the words and you'll tell me what you think they mean i'll keep track if you get them right or not uh high score as i mentioned to you before is only four out of 20 uh and i think the time was around like two minutes 30 ish seconds oh, so it's um, a speed game too yeah but you could like set a high score for points and not for time or vice versa it just depends all right steve you want to go sure. first then? all right let me pull up my timer are you ready uh, yes okay on your mark get set go all right extra it's an adjective um like an extra girlfriend on the side is that what it means no, but that's good. That's a good guess. Turnt. It's a verb. Angry. That's okay. Uh, woke. Super sensitive. In a way, yeah. I'm gonna give you that one. Okay. Uh, swipe right phrase. Conservative. No, but that's a good guess. Uh, bruh. It's a noun. Uh, term and endearment for friends. Yes, I will give you that one. 
slay as a bird. Do really well. Okay, that's good. Shuck. Um, angry. That's okay. Uh, period T. Uh, no clue. That's that's okay. All right, on fleek. It's an adjective. A social media platform. <laughs> uh, uh, OG. OG. Oh gosh. No, but that's a good guess. Uh, thick. Heavy. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you that. <laughs> um, dead. No social life. Uh, no. Uh, lit. Uh, good. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you one. Hyper good. All right, yeet. I've heard of this one. I've seen this one somewhere. Uh, excited about it. Good thing. Uh, Finna. Small town in Finland. Nope, a good guess. Uh, ghost. It's a bird. Pale. Ghost. Oh, to imitate? Mm-hmm. But that's a, that's a good guess. Uh, swerve. Also a bird. Dance? No. Uh, <laughs> uh, TFW. It's an acronym for something. I, I don't know. That's okay. All right, so... You have set a new record for both points and time. You got five points, and your time is two minutes and 26 seconds. So kudos to you. Kelly, stakes are high. You could leave a legacy for this show. Oh, I've none right. Yes. Did you, were some of the words familiar to you that you saw? Yeah. Okay, well, maybe you'll get some. Let's see. Are you ready? All right, on your mark, get set, go. Extra. Over the top. Okay, that is good. Turned. Um, bad. Uh, woke. Well, aware. All right, good. Swipe right. Uh, exit. <laughs> uh, bruh. Brother, family, familiar. Okay, good. Slay. Kill it. Yeah, good job. All right, shook. Um... What does it say? Adjective? Uh, yeah, adjective. Uh, stirred. Uh, oh, stirred up. Uh, stir- like, shocked. Okay, that, uh, good. Period T. The end of it. Very good. All right. On fleet. Uh, on point. Very good. T. A social gathering. <laughs> uh, size. What's up? <laughs> I could see that, but no. Uh, the OG. Oh my gosh. Oh good. Oh god. No. <laughs> uh, thick. Uh, a full chick. <laughs> Dead. Uh, no life. Sorry. Okay. Uh, lit. Good. Awesome. That was the best. Very good. Yeet. You want something? Uh, food. <laughs> uh, no. Finna. Finished. Okay, yeah, yeah. Ghost? Um, non-existent. Uh, swerve. Move over. Uh, TFW acronym. Uh, total family wow. <laughs> That's good. Okay, so another record. You got 10. Stop. You got 10, and you had a time of 2 minutes and 2 seconds. So Stop it! Very good job. Steve, good job to you. You now hold second place record. Paula Cook, I am so sorry, but your record of four in two minutes and 30 seconds has been beat. 
Congratulations, what? you guys did a fantastic job at this game. So, now that we finished, we can go through all the words. So, extra, I believe, Kelly, you got this one. It's, like, unnecessary. It's too much, like, hmm. if you're being, like, really dramatic, it's, like, you were being too extra right now. All right, we've got turnt. That's, like, to get drunk or to get crazy. So, like, oh, we're going to get turnt. Um, woke, I think both of you got that. That's, like, you're very aware uh, you know what's going on. Uh, swipe right comes from Tinder. That's like, if you like someone, you would swipe right on Tinder. So if you see something, you'd be like, oh, I'd swipe right on that. So I'm glad understand. that we didn't get that. Yeah, that's <laughs> probably good. Uh, bruh, both of you got, it's like a friend, a brother. It's like, hey, bruh. It can also mean like, come on, like, bruh, seriously. Right. Um, slay, I believe both of you got, it's like, you're killing it. You're doing really well. Uh, shook. I dig. I think I gave this to you, Kelly. It's like you're very surprised. You're caught off guard. Hmm. Period. T. I think you got this one as well, Kelly. It's like the end. It's like just. It's one of the stupider words. It's mean? just like I have no idea. Terminate. It's period just like period. It's like over the same as just period without the T. Hmm. I don't get it. Uh, on fleek. Is stylish or on trend, Kelly? You got that. T is gossip or the dish. Like, oh, if you got tea to spill, like instead of like spill the beans, it'd be like, oh, you gonna spill some tea? Like, you got anything <laughs> good? Uh, sus is like shady or suspicious. It's like, oh, that's very sus. I've never heard this used in actual conversation. Uh, OG is the original. Like, the first to do something, it'd be like, oh, he's the OG of huh. doing that. Uh, thick, both of you got, it's like, big, stocky, I liked your definition of full-figured woman. Uh, dead is like a state of extreme euphoria. Like, that joke was so funny, I'm dead. Like, I, I'm like deceased, like, it killed me, it was so funny. Hmm. Um lit both of you got it's like very cool popular happening yeet is like a very strong no it's like oh do you want to like go walk in the park like yeet i don't want to do that like no way where does that come from do you have any idea? i have absolutely no idea um finna is like you're about to do something like i'm a finna exercise like i'm about uh also i can't use this like i don't know how to properly use it but i've heard other people use it um ghost is like to up and disappear completely so like usually this is in like text message conversations if like someone ghosts you it means like they just never respond <laughs> like they disappear uh swerve is like to avoid you stay away from like oh, i'm gonna swerve away from that and tfw total family wow that was great um <laughs> that feeling when it's like a lot of people like post a picture and they'll be like that feeling when it's really cold outside or something stupid. Mm -hmm. like, like that was a poor example of stuff like that. So we've, we've learned a lot. Yes. I'm so, that well, so much cool. This is an <laughs> educational podcast, but thank you guys very much for playing the stupid game and congratulations to both of you for setting records on the show. This is very high stakes. This podcast <laughs> is very high stakes. Uh, thank you again for your time, for sparing time and dignity to be here. Uh, I'll give you both a five-second PSA of anything of your choice before we go to closing announcements. I guess 
PSA, be kind. Okay, very good. <laughs> be very kind good. after political stuff. and everything. Just be kind. Very good, Steve. Um, yeah, I don't think I'm going to say anything super bright, but just, again, thank you for having us on here. And I'm just reminded just the value of connections. You know, so glad we connected with you five years ago. Me and too. Became friends. You were a teenager then. You're young college student now and uh, that's what life is all about is making real connections and um, we're super um, thankful that you have us on your show absolutely thank you very much for being here all right everybody it is time for closing announcements thank you for tuning into this episode of geyser's guidelines remember to subscribe so that you never miss an episode when they come out every other tuesday please give us a rating and review on itunes it's the best way for people to know what this podcast is all about if you have any suggestions for topics or games for the show send them to geyser's guidelines at gmail.com no apostrophe and geyslers you can follow me on instagram at savage sasquatch 78 and you can follow steven kelly at i don't know what is our name steven Banzi. i think steven <laughs> underscore Banzi. I, I think you i think both we just use our real names <laughs> yeah like, first last name i'm sorry i shouldn't give it that to you we're not very witty spot. it's like our passwords i don't know what our passwords are that's okay all content on this show is created and produced by yours truly jordan geisler very special thanks again to my wonderful guest steve and kelly van zandt for coming on the show thanks again for tuning in stay good everyone